The machine didn't work. The machines don't work. They don't work. Look, you and I, we're used to spending a lot of time at IRL now, and now we're back. We're back to digital. What's back going to digital. On? Back to digital. Here back. we are. Back to back digital. To digital. Back, back to the safety of our own digital connection. <laughs> oh, Sylvia, a lot's been going on. Yeah. You have to do hello. Oh. You want me to do the beginning part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hello and welcome to Talk to Love with Chris Savage. I'm your host, Chris Savage. I'm joined, as always, by Sylvie Lubau. We're here. We're recording another episode for you all. And a lot's been going on. We were just in person together at HubSpot's Inbound Conference a couple weeks ago. And it was bananas. Uh, we brought Talking to Loud to Inbound. We had a bunch of sessions that folks in the Wissia team were doing that were really exciting and went really well. We had a monstrous, very bright booth. <laughs> <laughs> that booth was something else, man. Like It was sweet. I, I don't normally get excited about conference booths. Like, I know. <laughs> if you, if you're, I'm really proud of our booth. Our booth is so I impressive. I got to tell you about <laughs> this booth. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because, you know, it was a, a very large, beautiful, stunning booth. And when I told people, they're like, wow, you're really excited about renting the space in a conference. You sort of needed to see it to believe it. But we documented. We, we documented. did. We, we, and... we took tons of photos. We're going we're gonna to talk even more about Inbound. But Savage, I got to ask, other than Inbound, what's got you talking too loud right now? Oh God! I want to say hurricanes and the weather, but I know you can't. That can't be your answer. It can't, it can't I, be. I'm just like so over this flooding. It's like unbelievable. You, you've done um, flooding, so I gotta say I've done flooding. And then basically every time there's a rainstorm now, people just text <laughs> yeah. me and they're like, "Are you okay?" Which I I really <laughs> That's appreciate. Nice. It's very nice, and we are okay. We've taken we've taken extreme measures. Look at to... this podcast fostering connection. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. People are like I had someone at Wistia was like. They sent me a message. You know, we're actually, I'll, here's what's got me talking too loud. Okay. We're using this product at Wistia. I don't think I've talked about it yet called Rome. We haven't talked about Rome. Yeah. R-O-A-M, folks. R-O-A-M. It's a startup. It's a virtual office, virtual headquarters. And it, basically, there's all these floors and everyone has a seat on their floor. And, they, and you can see if someone's in their seat and you can like knock on their door and have a quick audio conversation. And it's very cool. It's very organic. It's and it just makes for like faster connections. And yeah. um, I feel like I have to explain it fully. Sorry, because I feel like if you tried any of these things early in COVID, they all basically sucked. Yeah. And this one has been interesting because we've been using it for like six weeks and the, we have more numbers of like meetings, if you want to say that. Um, but like 40% less time in meetings since we switched to Rome. Wow. That's a big but, number. But like people meeting with more folks. So the average meeting time has dropped from like 30 minutes, like nine minutes. In any case, <laughs> I'm in my office the other day in Rome and someone knocks on the door. You have to like, do the quotes. Office. Yeah, they knocked. They knocked. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, hey, Savage, like, I got to see this flooding video. Like, you, you got you to show me this video, man. Like, this seems like it was bad. And I'm like. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Look at you threading that needle back to floods in the end. I got to say, Rome, I was a Rome denier when he first rolled it out. I was like, here's another app. Like, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. You have We're got. We're supposed to be consolidating right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're giving me another app. Okay. But got used to it. 
one of the coolest features that has like sort of yeah. swung me what is to, it? Yeah. to a Rome enthusiast yeah. is you get to customize your own shelves. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm just loving like shelf stocking people. I just shelf stock. Yeah, you know, the best part of this is you're saying this. I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone else is like, what the hell is she talking about? So basically, you basically get a virtual bookshelf and you in can your office. In your if, so if someone office. knocks, someone has to knock. <laughs> someone knocks to get into your office and they're in there <laughs> chatting with you, which is by the way, audio by default, which is a very interesting decision. Yep. Because it makes the barrier easier to have a conversation with someone. It's more like a phone call, but we don't have it. Like, everyone you know an audio producer is all about it. Yeah. You can There's make magic. this little shelf that's like images and links. And it was funny. When I first got the demo, I'm like, this stupid shelf. What's, what's this stupid thing doing? And then instantly I fell in love with it because it's like. I love the shelf. You want people to come in your office and explore you your shelf. You want them to knock and be like, so what's up with that poolside album? Exactly. Is it exactly. any good? And I'm like, yes. yeah, it's great. Yeah. No. So in any case, I think that's what I'm talking to a lot about. I'm, I'm excited about Rome. I'm excited about those connections. I'm excited about having taken extreme measures to mitigate flooding and having it <laughs> mostly seem to be working at this point. It's just war warms my heart. Okay, what about you, Sylvie? You. What's got you excited? What's got you talking to loud? Let's see. Um, well, I'll keep it in the musical genre. Um, on Saturday, uh, the Beastie Boys, <laughs> who are a hip hop group near and dear to my heart. <laughs> a hip hop group. Ever heard of them? <laughs> know them? They were like, you're Jewish and you can be cool. It was amazing. They had a, a street corner named after them. Um, so the corner of Rivington and Ludlow is now Beastie Boys Square. It's the corner where Paul's Boutique is. And uh, yeah, I got to go to the naming. It was mobbed. Were they it was there? really hot. I mean, they were there. Okay. Lots of local politicians were there. That's exciting. I think... And the event, whoever planned this event. Yeah, but yeah, they crushed it. But the, the no, thing that people, no, they did terrible. not crush it. Okay. They, but yes, but keep going. They no, did. The thing crush. I want to say is because I think you and I talked about this in person. I don't think this has been on the show, right? What, what? am I going to say now? I don't know what you're going to say. No, that this summer, through sheer <gasps> oh, randomness right! of the universe, <laughs> you and I both, you ran into Mike D right on a bridge oh, or something i and, forgot i forgot yes. that we talked and about i it. ran into ad rock on a boat like on a ferry oh i thought you also ran into mike d i got confused i was i got so excited i said mike d okay it was really so you but, you got ad rock i got mike d yeah. and in both and it was just like so funny because you and i were just chatting and we were not <laughs> recording and somehow it came out that you ran into him and you like stopped him and you're so excited and then I read it to Ad Rock on this ferry, and it was like, "You're what did you do?" I was like, "I just, I just let him have this space Dude, with this kid." Mine was so awkward because <laughs> we were on a plane, you know, like fully in the air on a plane. Oh, you're on a plane. I thought you were on a bridge. You're no, on a plane. Like, you're stuck up there. I was like, I thought it was a quick pass by on a bridge. There's like nowhere this man can go. <laughs> He's clearly in first class. I'm like working up the courage to say something because to his get up sons, to the curtain. His son, his kids are sitting, his kids are sitting with the basic <laughs> with like, like where yeah, I'm mm -hmm. sitting. Good. And so he comes back to talk to them and I like look up and I'm like, what the, f like, that's Mike D. So I decide I'll go to the bathroom, but not really go to the bathroom. Just like go really quick so that I have to double back and pass him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
And I just said, hey, man, I know we're on a plane. I want to respect your flying privacy or something like but that. Will but will you sign my arm? No, I said, I just have to say. Oh, God, I just have to say. I can't even say it. I just have to say you're one of my heroes, which is like, <laughs> could it get cornier? No. It couldn't. <laughs> it couldn't. It couldn't. So, Mike D, if you're listening, apologies. But you really are. You're great. You're great. No, there we hear go. that the Beastie Boys often listen to Talking Too Loud. So, um, <laughs> yeah. that's... They give that's, us great feedback. Yeah. Speaking of being excited to see people, it, I mean, that was fun to shoot those episodes it was in so person, fun. right? That was it so was fun. It was so fun. IRL energy, right? There's, like, conference energy. Yeah. There's booth energy. Oh, we had I triple had energies. Yeah. The booth we had energy. triple, yeah. triple energies. <laughs> and um, the, the heat energy. The heat energy. That's true. It was we like made the 90, mistake of yes. yeah. We made we we learned things. We learned things about the heat. We learned things sweating. about the heat. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah. But I think like just getting to like shake these people's hands and like look them in the eye and I don't know, stand up together and sit down together. It was just it, it gave it a magic that I mean like the magic is always here, but Extra magic. Gave it extra magic. It, it, was, it really was. It was extra. And we did these fasts. These were about 10 minutes back to back. Some were inside. Some were outside in the extreme heat. It was chaos. It was great. It was really fun. And right now, we're going to be taking you into a few of our favorite moments from those episodes that we recorded at Inbound. Amazing. Up first. First one. We got Daniel Murray, who is the founder of the Marketing Millennials. He's a former D1 athlete. Go Bearcats. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> he lives in Austin, Texas with his wife, Ari Murray, also a marketer. I think they did a session together, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they're a marketing power couple. I mean, come on. He spent most of his career focused on marketing operations at companies like Snack Nation and Oracle, but he's now pivoted into media strategy and is the head of media strategy at Workweek. Here is that clip with Daniel Murray. I'm Daniel Murray. I'm the founder of the Marketing Millennials, and I also am the head of media strategy at Workweek. Awesome. Oh, Thank you for being here. So as you know, this show is called Talking Too Loud because when I get excited, I cannot control, control the volume of my voice, which is happening right now. It's happening. Um, and we love to start the show by asking our guests, what has them talking too loud? Right now, the two things that have me talking too loud, tennis, obsessed oh. with it. Um, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot, and I'm hyped about Ben Shelton. Ben Shelton, yeah. yeah. Ben Shelton is so doing some things. That. And F1. Those are the two. Oh, oh there you go. You so, I mean, she's really a tennis, tennis and I'm F1. F1. So that's you amazing. found a perfect duo. Yeah. So let's talk about tennis a little bit. <laughs> ben Shelton. This kid is like, what is he serving? Like crazy shit? Like, yeah, it's like, like 149 a... miles an hour. But he's getting cocky. You think so? He keeps doing this like ring, ring. No, that's dialed in. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like it. He can't do okay. it on every. Daniel's here to tell us what he You're thinks. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sylvie. You're right. <laughs> what I think about Ben Shelton is... <laughs> This kid just came from winning an NCAA yeah. championship at Florida, and now he's in the semifinals of one of the biggest tournaments in the world. All right, he's also been under, underrated because I, I've been watching him since he just came out, and I'm, I'm like, this kid's going to be good. But he's been in Wimbledon. He didn't do that good. And other yeah. tournaments he's done yeah. that good. So, But I think 
it's cool to see him and his dad work together. That and that's is, what that I love about nice. Ben Shelton is that he, the family connection. And every time he's like flexing, he, he, people think it's to the crowd, but it's actually because he, him and his dad are hyping each other okay. up. And that's what I love about it. Uh, wow. It so different. it's really a story of family love. That's beautiful, and I am a family love hater. (laughs) Okay, I have some rapid-fire questions for you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. What's a brand you like getting emails from? Ooh, Chubbies. Chubbies? Chubbies. What What is is it? The clothing company. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Why do you like? Yeah. Why are they good? Funny, like entertaining, best subject lines, like. Like they actually stand out. They actually stand out. That's awesome. A good subject line goes a long way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Describe the next year in marketing in three words. Um, ooh, that's a great one. Three words next year in marketing. Um, break through the noise. Oh, oh yes. Break through noise, I guess, the three words. We break like through, it. We'll, we'll count break it. Through, yeah. <laughs> break, break through, through the, the noise. Break through the noise. The noise is not really a word, so we'll count that one. Yeah, it's an article. Um, What's your favorite social media channel? LinkedIn. Why? High organic reach. Um, my audience hangs out on there, um, so I always love that. And it's just a place where you can see how your content's doing. I, that's my favorite. So I have different answers for producing content. Producing content is LinkedIn. Consuming is a different answer. Uh, yeah, I like that distinction. Yeah, what yeah. would you say for consuming? Consuming, I love. Twitter and TikTok, um, but for different tw- Twitter for business, TikTok for like tennis and F1. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so uh, here's a question. So I post daily on Twitter and LinkedIn. Way more, smaller follower count on LinkedIn, but way more reach on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Have you Deeper seen that? Uh, which I feel like I've talked to a lot of people about and they've seen a similar thing. Have you seen that too or no? Yeah, that's the that's why I suggest people. The two, account, the two platforms that have the highest organic reach, well, that's three now, but are... LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, and then like YouTube Shorts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, if you're using those three, I always think you have to have one platform for to get attention on, and one platform to be able to drive people to, or something like that. So like, you're like saying one main platform, and then use yeah, that to like drive places. to drive the other and place. Yeah. Usually, the main platform should be one that has high organic reach or high attention driving. It's like interesting that. though, because it's like two years ago. Yeah. I would not say it was LinkedIn. No. It really it's, is true. I would have said that. You would have yeah. said that? Yeah, because that's where I started. He Shelton. He yeah, well, that's LinkedIn. interesting because, like, I would say, for me at least, I spend much more. Maybe I was just, like, so biased against LinkedIn I that, I, I, like, that, that I wouldn't go to it. But I was, like, all Twitter all the time. And I'm still on Twitter, but I find more stuff on LinkedIn now. Yeah, I think the reason I was because anytime there's like a content deficit on the platform yeah it's always a, a, a good thing and also I think what I saw is that like for t- for Twitter it's it's great for finding people of all walks of life where like if you want like your target audience to be there LinkedIn is just like the yeah. perfect place and to get drive conversions drive business it's the yeah. best place to do yeah. that I mean, it seems like Daniel's pretty early on LinkedIn. That was one of my takeaways here. He bet big on LinkedIn, and um, this isn't part of what we just heard, but he also bet big on Ben Shelton, who just mm. 
did very well in the U.S. Open. But uh, back to social media channels, I thought it was very interesting how he sort of distinguished the channels from each other. Like LinkedIn has more organic growth, but like TikTok is better for consuming content. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting too and a smart way to think about this. And the whole interview with Daniel was really interesting. Um, it was also funny because I noticed that since, you know, a lot of to get the organic reach on LinkedIn, you don't just have to post, but you have to comment. And since we've connected, I see this guy everywhere. And he's he everywhere. Out, he is out there working. He is working hard he, to grow that following. He's walking the walk. It's awesome. It's very inspirational. So that's why we wanted to pull this clip is like, yeah. you know, thinking about that organic reach, thinking about what you can do to get there. Daniel's a great follow. He's a great person to connect with to kind of see how people are actually doing this and scaling it successfully. Up next, we have Eric Sue. Eric is the founder of the digital marketing agency, Single Grain. He also hosts two podcasts, Marketing School and Leveling Up. Uh, over the years, Eric has helped companies like Amazon, Uber, Airbnb, and Salesforce acquire more customers. And he is the, also the author of Leveling Up, How to Master the Game of Life. Let's cut to that clip with Eric. Eric, <laughs> thank you for being here. How are you? Thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, excited to be here. Yeah. And this is where I just talk about who I am and what I do, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. So uh, I run an ad agency called Single Grain, and I have a podcast called Marketing School, another one called Leveling Up, and I do an event called Leveling Up once a year. Amazing. Awesome. And it's funny because you and I have known each other for a long time on the it's internet. It's got to be like 10 years. Yeah. Oh, but we've really? never met in person. Oh, yeah. really? Isn't that it's cool? First time. Wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Real human beings. But we feel like you know each other. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. I've seen your content. We're only yeah. internet yeah. friends. Yeah. And now you're real life friends. Yeah. True story. Aww. It's true. It's true. Um, so I have to ask you the question to get started. So what has got you talking too loud right now? Um, I mean, I'm a little bit of a nut when it comes to the health stuff right now so I wear like sleep tape when I go to bed oh, really? there's a lot of optimizations I make yeah um, diet and all that type of stuff so yeah that's what I'm like talking about right now and is the sleep did you notice the difference with the sleep tape oh my god okay so I'm where do you, do you know what this is she has no, no idea so it's like, I, this is the best part it's, it's like of course I know exactly what you're talking about. I have Zero no idea. Clue. it's it's pe some people think it's horrendous but you put like a, a, a tape shaped like an X over your mouth so you don't use your mouth to breathe that night. <laughs> and here's the thing, because you focus on your nose, right? I used to have to wake up three to four times a night to use the restroom. Me yeah. too. I get super dehydrated. Once I put the X on, no more. No. Yep. And my sleep scores go way higher now. Everything yeah, because it basically, and like, doesn't it basically, because it sounds kind of scary to do. Yeah, right? I don't want to. Yeah. But doesn't I it choke? basically like, I think it changes your physiology, physi that's a wrong word. Physiology. Physiology. Yeah. Wow, that was a good. Weird, I like yeah. that answer. That was That's a, a good great one. Answer. And what has you fired up at work right now? I really love. I just love creating in general. So content, right? More so long form content. So I've gotten back into the habit of doing two to three hour podcasts, which, like, I just did one recently with uh, Alex and Layla Hermosi. They're blowing up on the internet right now, and I'm just like, man, this is my content box. Like Warren Buffett has his circle of competence. This is my circle of competence yeah. when it comes to content. Yeah. I should just do this all day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Let, let's go deeper on that. So, like, you're doing a two to three hour podcast. Mm -hmm. How did you decide that, like, hey, this shouldn't be 45 minutes, this shouldn't be an hour? Like, what made you realize this <laughs> needed to be longer for him? One, because YouTube likes longer average view duration. That's oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, two, you can clip a lot more from a longer conversation and it's more yeah. organic. Yeah. Like, when you go direct to camera, like, you need to do this. It's about yeah, this. Like yeah. nobody likes being lectured. No, no, no. And no. I, I've learned that I hate that. Um, and so 
And I, I think you get a lot more out of the conversation too. And don't get me wrong, like marking school is only five to 10 minutes. Yeah. But I love the two to three hour ones. Yeah. You yeah. get more meat. mileage. You get the more meat. meat. Yep. Yeah. More clippage. Yeah. More clippage. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, so I've known Eric for a long time. Uh, not in person though, all digitally. So it's cool to connect with them. But um, I thought this was very interesting that he basically, he said a, a, a bunch of things in this clip that really resonate with me. One, he sees the opportunity on YouTube to get watch time and he realized this is so simple. Just make the podcast longer. And it's it really hits me because I watch a lot, as you know, I enjoy to watch a lot of comedy podcasts. They're all super long. I'm shocked that I will put up with it. <laughs> but yeah, but like it resonates if you really like the conversation, the vibe, the jokes, what have you. Like you're w actually willing sometimes to do much longer form things. And that that also happens to play really well with the algorithm. And the other thing he said is something that a lot of people say who are quite successful at their craft, which is he loves doing it. He loves doing it. And I know that seems so simple, but my gosh, like actually loving what you're doing is one of the great secrets to success. Because if you're in the game, if you're, if you're trying more stuff, you have more opportunities to get lucky. You have more opportunities for serendipity. You have more opportunities to learn. And so it's just like great little clip with Eric there talking about all of that. Cause I think those two points like really hit home. For sure. And I guess the thing that I took away was because long form for me, I get a little bit like, I don't love long form. Like if it's too long, I'm like, it's too long. I feel it. My ears are tired, but yeah, you want everything to be short, not short, short, not short, short, just, you know, <laughs> medium. But what I like about long form is that you have so many more opportunities to cut up the content and repurpose yes. it in different ways. So like that to me is a big bonus of long form. I mean, it, no shade yeah. to long form, no shade to yeah. long form. Well, it's funny. I mean, it's obviously we talked about creating clips, right? And like why that's so important. And, you know, when you have these like long form podcasts or talking to lab, which you, I think you define as medium form or the talking to lads, we did IRL at inbound, which you would probably define as short form. In all of those cases, we're looking for these little moments that are representative of the show. Yep. And we're sharing those moments out. And that is a big way that we drive the growth of the show and also how we drive the growth of our brands is, is this like simple idea of finding these snackable things that people want to start with. But if they actually enjoy it, they're willing to stick around for much longer form stuff. For sure. Awesome. For the next step, we're going to go to Lori Richardson, who I've known for a long time. Um, I definitely have met Lori in person, but she's almost like just an online digital friend. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely interact more online than in person. So it's really fun to connect with her. And Lori is a B2B sales expert. She founded Scoremore Sales to help companies grow revenues through strategy. She noticed a massive lack of women in sales and led the effort to change the industry. She created Women's Sales Pros. Um, and she also has a new book, She Sells, Attract, Promote, and Retain Great Women in B2B Sales. And actually, right after our interview, I was walking around with the book, and I happened to have somebody else just come up to me, and they're like, Lori is my girl. Like Lori is why I'm at this conference. Like Lori yeah. is why I'm in sales. So it was one of those cool moments to like see just the excitement of uh, the audience of somebody else actually just like, I mean, Lori has very excited, passionate fans. So it was, it was really fun to chat with her. And that is why we chose this clip. Hi, I'm Lori Richardson. I am president of Women's Sales Pros. 
And I'm also the CEO of a sales strategy firm called Score More Sales. Love it. Amazing. It's great to see you. It's been a good while. Good to see you. Yeah. It's been a number of years. Yeah, yes. it's good to see you. Um, well, as you know, I have to ask, what are you excited about? What's got you talking too loud? Well, absolutely, it would be being back in Boston okay. because I was here for 11 years, even though I'm originally from the West Coast, and it's just so cool despite the humidity. <laughs> it's awesome to be here and to see old friends. I mean, it's just incredible. Isn't the seaport so different? Oh, yeah. It's like unrecognizable from yeah. five years ago. Yeah, I worked on Congress Street like 20 years ago, yeah. actually. Wow. Yeah. And it was just nothing. Do you have a favorite like restaurant? Yeah. Remember the no name? Yes, no name. Yes, yes, yes. What's yes. no name? It was a kind of a sketchy. No, uh, it was like, it was like a drop off for buses, <laughs> <laughs> bus loads of people. <laughs> Well, seafood, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like sure. a seafood place <laughs> called No Name. I was like, that wait. was like more affordable because has no name. It's like no brand. It's like oh, unbranded hey. seafood. And it was unbranded. cash only. Cash only. Love that. Definitely went there and get your pile of scallops. Oh my god. Yeah. Not like the scallops I got last night. <laughs> Very <laughs> like fifty <different>. bucks for four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's That's definitely. Changed. I was yeah. wish it was No Name. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so what's got you excited at work right now? Well, I, I was just able to do three different presentations uh, working to get more women in sales, as you probably know. Yeah. You know women are still, in 2023, underrepresented yeah. at every level. Yeah. And the higher up you go, the less, less. you see. Yeah. yeah. And can you talk about, like, we, we've, we've talked a lot about inclusion on the show, but also, like, internally at Wisty, we've talked a lot about it. And one of the things I thought was interesting was um, we did a session recently with um, the whole company and we were talking about you know where where you feel included not we do fortunately have a, a number of women on our sales team but one of the things they spoke about was like getting into conversations when there's a lot of men who are customers mm, and yeah. how like the different expectations and stuff going into that yeah. like what are your thoughts on that like how do we how do we even if we can diversify how do we also prepare for a world that like let's say you're in an industry that isn't as diverse yeah, it's, it's an ongoing issue that I think you learn over time. I also know of some resources. For example, I know a woman who is a sideline reporter okay. for the Seattle Seahawks okay. and uh, for the Seattle Mariners baseball. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, she has some really great conversation starter tips. There are a lot of women I talk to that don't want to talk about sports. Yeah. Now, I love sports because my son played hockey at Northeastern. Okay. And so I'm a big hockey fan. But, uh, you know, things like that where you're not really sure if someone brings up something you're not familiar with, how to, how to lead into it. I think the bigger thing is if the culture is open for me to say what I want. I don't yeah. have to talk sports or I don't have to miss out on the conversation yeah. if I'm not a guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's really focus on the culture itself of the company yeah for and sure create the comfort that you don't have to yeah. do that yeah yeah and, and I think it's good if if you're not a golfer or you're not a sports person male or female I think it's good to know a little bit about everything yeah. because of sales so marketing is changing so much right like the tactics that people are using the way they're focusing how many people are using content how is that changing the world of sales what do people need to do to sell well in this world well, from my standpoint, I've been in sales a long time, probably longer than most of the people in this building. <laughs> um, I would say that y you need to stand out. 
you need to differentiate and quickly because people don't have the time to figure yeah. out who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So you come out of the gates differentiated and and just build your reputation that way. Yeah. I be love different. That. Be different. Be different, be yeah. bold. Yeah. I talk a lot about that too in terms of like if you want different results, you have to be different. Yeah. You want normal results, be normal. But like, you want the outsize, the very different result, you must be different. Yeah, if you think of being on LinkedIn, saying the same thing everybody else is saying, nobody cares about <laughs> Exactly, that. it's right. like, well, I don't need this. It's funny, because I feel like the last couple of female guests we've had on the show have talked, have like shared these like staggering and kind of upsetting statistics about like a lack of women in like c-suite roles and like i'm thinking i guess of amy sperling um and and Lori is like such a powerhouse just like being like women can do this like it doesn't matter if you know sports like some women do cool some women don't what matters is that the workplace culture is open to just like letting them letting them do what they can do right like it seems sort of silly as i'm saying it but it's like trusting your employees really trusting well, your employees holding the bar to act towards actually having an inclusive culture totally yes and it and it like shouldn't be hard it shouldn't be hard see i'm yes. getting fired up i'm talking to you yeah it shouldn't be hard but it is hard for a lot of people and obviously having diversity on your team is the other piece of the puzzle like you can have a very inclusive culture you need an inclusive culture as you're adding diversity or people won't feel included. They can't feel like they can be themselves. They can't speak up. They can't say the things that they need. Exactly. Um, and also if you diversify and you don't have inclusivity, then you have a, very, a different problem, which is you're bringing people in and there's a lot of maybe like people not being able to be themselves, which is what you need if you're trying to do hard things, right? Like, you know, it's totally. very, very hard to do hard things and to have a facade on. So if you can remove the facade, it is much easier. And yeah, she crushed it with that. And it was just, she's dedicated her career to it. So it's always fun to talk with someone who is such an expert and is thinking about like, okay, how can I, my mission is to help others. Figure yeah. Like the out. big, big picture. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 100%. Those um, are some good clips. Yeah. Good first clips. Just a taste. Just, just a, a taste, taste of what's to come because... Special news listeners over the next few. Well, do you want me to tell them or should I? Do, oh, do you go want to for tell it, please. Oh, please, Sylvie. Maybe you tell them. You tell them. Do you want me to restart that then? No, <laughs> we'll keep it in. You tell them. <laughs> well, over the next few weeks, we are going to be releasing these mini episodes of TTL across all our channels. And so these are much shorter than usual, quick bite sized. Um, interviews with a bunch of interesting guests talking about their work, talking about their life, and a little bit talking about the conference and the vibe and the silliness. There's a lot, there's a lot of silliness uh, throughout this session of clips that we will be releasing. So look out for those. We're really excited for them. And that also means that you can expect to get a dose of TTL weekly going Whoa. forward. That's right. So it's we're going to start with this. We're going to start with this. We do have a lot of interviews that we've been banking, a lot of great guests coming up. Um, so I'm excited for all of these to to start to come out and, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think we got to end by asking each other some of the wild card questions that we asked our guests. 
Okay, sounds good. You want to go? I'm going to hit you with with two. Now, this one, we really didn't get to pilot. I don't know why, but I was so excited that Reese Witherspoon was giving a talk on the final day. Mm -hmm. Big Reese Witherspoon fan. And I thought it only appropriate to ask, which Reese Witherspoon is your dream CEO? Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, Cheryl Strayed from Wild, Tracy Flick from Election, Annette Hargrove, Cruel Intentions, Melanie Smooter, Sweet Home Alabama, June Carter Cash, Walk the Line, Nicole Walker from Fear, which is really a deep cut. She's a teenager. That's where we're going with. Uh, Dream CEO. To work for? Yeah. Um, wow. So there was like eight there? There's uh, like eight. Yeah. <laughs> There's like eight. I mean, probably Elle Woods then. Elle Woods, Legally Blonde. Classic. It's a classic answer. Can't go wrong with Elle. That's why I the went with The bed and snap works every time. All right, Sylvie. Hit me. I'll ask you a hard-hitting question. What is <laughs> your favorite food item? What? <laughs> that wasn't even... That wasn't even a wild card. You just made that up on the spot. No, I I mean, it said, what's your favorite food truck slash food? Well, I can tell you my favorite food truck from Inbound. Go ahead. Except I forget the dang name. But they were serving Jamaican jerk chicken, coconut rice, a side (laughs) of greens. It hit every time. The lady who was running this food truck, Adam and I, like, were, we told her, we were like, you're VIP of this whole conference. Because she was like, no nonsense, yet approachable, <laughs> and like got people the food that they needed fast. You know, so I, I have to say That's my honest this. answer. I have to say this because, you know, I think, <laughs> <laughs> like, by far the worst part of Inbound was the food. The food was- It was, was hard, it, hard to get. It was hard to get. Not was, bad to eat. It was all food trucks. Yeah. Which sounds kind of fun. I like the idea- Except like we are in between flooding left and right. And it happened to be about 90 degrees and blistering sun. It felt like a hundred and there were massive lines. So you'd go out there at food trucks. We, you and I went to sit at a table. There was some guy getting up. He'd eaten half a sandwich. I said, (laughs) oh, is the sandwich all good? He's like, the sandwich is incredible, but it's so, it's hot as here. I got to get out of here. And he was in the shade. Okay. So I just want to, that was like unfortunate. It was, was you know, for next, it was a note for next time. Like, cool idea, but, like, the logistics kind of broke down. So the fact that you're, like, so obsessed with this jerk chicken, just to paint the picture, (laughs) if someone were to have seen you at this moment, you'd be in a massive line waiting. Everyone just, like, like grumpy. Okay, but here's the other thing about that particular food truck. It was a sleeper hit. It was a sleeper hit, so the line wasn't that massive. And Adam and I recognized that very early on. People were uh-huh. flocking to Bon Me. I get it. Bon Me is great. They were sleeping on the Jamaican jerk chicken, and they shouldn't have been. You know, you know what else is funny? I don't think you know this. Did you know that if you were wearing a VIP badge, you got lunch for free? That felt wrong. <laughs> well, the best part wrong. is I had a VIP badge. I had no idea. I was, like, confused. I was like, what, what's happening? Like, I bought three things. It was $14. I'm like, this is the greatest deal ever. Yeah. And then, we could talk about VIP perks all day. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say just market that to me more next time so I can get yeah. take advantage. Tell me that I am very important. Yes. Just tell me. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's we it. Digress. That's our wrap up. There we go. Um, 
And don't forget to rate and review the show. I mean, come on, get out there. You like the show? Give us a quick, uh, quick little star review. You know what I mean? All right, I'll see you. <laughs> Bye.